There we go. Okay. I think you're ready. You're ready. Behind the curtains, you're ready. Only thing I can say now. <clears throat> yeah. I guess we could officially say it. Let's start the motherfucking show. <laughs> As Metro's Mercury Grade approaches, I shall create the illest podcast known to mankind. But Master, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joel Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Because he's a funny motherfucker. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Because he has money, you fucking dickhead. Oh, I'm sorry, master. of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dollar Throw Mod Taylor. Yo, it is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is April 5th of 2021. This is season six, episode 102, excerpt 295 of the My T Sports Podcast. And boy, do we got a show for you today on this lovely Monday morning. Listen, listen, listen. We got the NCAA chip game to talk about we got the birthdays we gonna talk about we got that Knicks talk that Knicks talk that Knicks talk to talk about we got the Milwaukee bucking folks bulking up apparently all right we we got we got we got we got prayers 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 and a positive energy for a lot of for a lot of people um Nichols X KJ like, like, oh my God, like the list just kind of goes on. We got p- possible Pacquiao return, and oh, doubtedly, we got a CB and TB with racist slurs. All of that and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you know what I say? Yeah. You know what I say? Or what, what, what we say? You know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless you play of- to win the game. Yeah. Hello? Let me try it again. I'll move back. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? 
cut me off mid sentence and shit, me like damn, like damn, me like seriously, that's, that's how you gonna do me? And that's how you gonna do me, B? Yeah, I think I like my camera better this way, huh? cause I'm always looking over here anyway at you motherfuckers. So yeah, I think I'm gonna put this the IG camera back over here. I don't know, it depends, it depends. Do you guys like this ambiance or you like the other ambiance better? We gonna figure it out. We gonna figure it out because I don't really give a, I don't say I don't give a fuck about the ambiance that you guys have. But at this point in time, it ain't it ain't it ain't really much to show from here today. Like, you know what I mean? It all depends what you like. Alright, so <laughs> let's let's not let's not continue to stall anymore, right? Let us go ahead and send out all our prayers, positive energies. Farewells, I'm oh, not farewells, but good wishes and all that other stuff. So to, to a couple of people that that, that have been downed out, right, and, and a little on their down on the left. One of them happens to be a friend of ours, a friend of mine, Jason, Jason Nichols, one, one of one of my one of a gentleman that I've met at one of my local bars, and we just continue like to you know to always be acquaintances, you know. At least, I, I even say friends, you know, from from there on out. You know what I mean? Like I've asked them for you know what I mean to do me a couple of favors every once in a while. And he has been able to conduct those favors. Now, he's, he's, he's kind of crazy. He's a loose cannon sometimes, but he's a great guy. Sugar cane juice, me, I drink from the swap shop. Make sure you go and check them people out. This wasn't from the one that was in the Spanish section. I got to that one later. This is from the, this is from, from the other one. But I want to see my positive guys, first of all, because... I heard that he, that he that he is still battling and he's still in a coma. He's still um, and he, that he hasn't woken up yet. Um, listen, if somebody's in a coma, I still I like to consider them critical condition still. So he's still kind of in a, in, a, in a condition that can be considered critical. So we want to send all of our positive energies and prayers on his way. Also, very recently, and I, and I mean very recently, very very recently in the news, we heard something similar about one of our popular celebrities. Right? And that happens to be Darkman X. You guys may know him better as DMX. And DMX, um, since I was a child, right? Or since I was a teenager, I've always, you know, I've listened to this. And even from my time listening to DMX, DMX had, has always had his own personal battles with drug abuse and drug addiction. I guess something you could say about Jason Nichols that, what I'm about to say next, that is, is that, you know, he's a great guy, you know, high energy. You know what I mean? Just, you know, a little high strung at times. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but ultimately has been said to be a, a really, really, really great guy. Now, the thing with DMX is that shit. Like, if you grow up from the era that I grew up in, and you absolutely love, and, and not just love, I mean, like, you absolutely adore DMX's music. Um, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a joke that, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember this individual, if he heard it somewhere, or... Or or, so, or something that he just uh, he came up the top and he told me, but there was a friend of mine that used to joke around and, and this is a little joke that I tell today. So I guess you know we and we joked around with this, right? As a coworker, and he used to say that if DMX had retired after his third album, he'll be considered one of the greatest rappers ever. And when I heard that, that was probably one of the realest shits. Like like crazy like one of those crazy weird real shits that that you, that you can hear about about you say about DMX because in a weird way it's kind of true, right? That if DMX had retired after after his third album with Cisco and all of that silver joint, he probably would have went down as one of the of one of the top five top ten greatest rappers of all time. But then he had to do a fourth album. And then, 
Um, that was our. That was the. That was that was the, that was the KJ, one of the co-hosts on the show. One of the, uh, one of the ones that based up right now, he's only gonna be showing up again on Wednesdays. But he will. He's showing me. He's basically hitting him up with the topic that he wants to. Sorry, sorry for the pregnant pause. Um. DMX. DMX, but then he came up with like what's that, whatever that fourth album was, and then he came up with Grand Champion, and he kept on rapping and rapping and rapping. But those first three albums, those first three albums, Dark and Hell is Hot. Um, I can't remember the other two that followed after his first album. But like those, like even the second album, I thought was way better, right? Blood of My Blood and Flesh of My Flesh, of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Then that was the second album, and after that, I can't like we'll see. These all these things come to me, but we all but. But it's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood were two banging ass albums, dope as fuck. Like talking about yo, you gotta come hard as fuck for your first album, and then you gotta and, and then you and then you have to back it up to, to get some kind of notoriety. You know what I mean? And then after that is you know, and then after that you can work on your longevity and and and, and your legacy after that. But those first two albums gotta be bangers. Everybody always kind of understand a fall off on your third. You know what I mean? Maybe even your fourth. But by the time you get back to your fifth or your sixth, if you're still making albums, you're still supposed to be that dude, and shit needs to start picking up. And, and listen, I'm sorry, like certain people just kind of ruin shit for us, right? And Jay Z is one of those people that they just kind of ruin. Now, Nas too, they just kind of ruin our expectations. You no longer, uh, you weren't, we weren't used to rappers lasting this long in the rap game or being relevant this long in the, in the music game. But not for, not for nothing. Remember how, remember how early rap is as, as, a, as a, as a genre. So. Really, what we're seeing is probably like the second or maybe even third generation of rappers. Finally, when you talk about like Jay Z and them, you know what I mean, and and they're starting to come up in the game and they're starting to learn from from what the people previously to them do, and then also and also the other businessmen around them, you know, in their environment as they're coming up, like you're starting to see how they're how they're learning to maneuver, and and then we've seen other individual artists also being able to take it and also run in the time era that they've managed to come through as well. I mean, some people are not as good as rappers as Jay-Z and Nas, but definitely decided to, to utilize their platform and 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 make, go ahead and make waves like Soldier Boy. But even before Soldier Boy, who really makes money off of streaming, you're talking about guys like Naughty by Nature, who makes a lot of money based off of sporting events and, and, and those... And, and those media rights and and, and content <laughs> and, and and royalty monies and, and always constantly coming in for them. So 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 DMX uh, or not even so much DMX. Except I I've kind of like sidetracked a little bit, right? So DMX after his third album could have walked out of this game and, and walked out of the game and be like, yo, everybody would have thought he was the truth. Or if he would have passed away after that time, everybody would have thought he was the truth. Because you know what they say, like you know what I mean? Dead rappers made better promotions. Um, so DMX is going through his battles again, and again and again. So even if you even saw the movie Belly, like let's not get it twisted that part of Belly, like there's a part in there that that is true to DMX's personality. You know what I mean? Um, what, what was that? Up was it? Was it? Was it in Belly? But also, what was that other movie? Not even so much Belly, the movie where he was, where he was, where he was kind of recovering himself. And he was using broads, and he was like feeding that broad battery ass, and it had her strung the fuck out off a of battery ass and shit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, all, all of that, um, yeah. So DMX, DMX has been going through his problems for a while, we, and we really do wish DMX the best of health. 
because like I said, he's one of those guys that we grew up listening to, like and 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 I'm not gonna end up starting like no GoFundMe or anything else like that for DMX because I assume that their family has the means and necessary as not only the and I'm not just talking about like they have the money, but if they really needed something, they have the means and they have the platform to be able to go out and do that, right? Now what I would do and what I would encourage everybody to do is that go out and listen to go ahead and start streaming all DMX's shit for like the next month or so. You know what I mean? Like you believe I like, I don't know how these numbers truly really and truly work, but I would hope in a weird way <laughs> I kind of hope that all of that streaming if everybody decided to stream suddenly all of DMX's shit in the last in the next month or so, right? That it generates a lot of revenue for the family. And then they can go ahead and take care of and do whatever they need to necessarily do. My tea! Exactly. That was definitely my tea. Um, so as we move on from DMX, right, and, and we continue to give him out all of our positive energy and, and, and positive vibes, there's somebody else going through some shit that... I'm not going to say that I didn't realize it, but the longer he's out the more it touches me the more excuse me the more it brings it to reality the more it affects me emotionally believe it or not right and that is one kj not my co-host kj Keyshawn johnson from the get up show and what ended up happening was that i didn't end up even realizing his absence at first his absence as first it was about a right so what happened is that one of my favorite uh, media personnel, Alan Horn, had been covering on Get Up. And while he's covering, like the first week goes by and I don't really pay attention to why he may be covering for Keyshawn. Just thinking like, oh, Keyshawn may be on, on, on like vacation. And then the second week goes by, right? And while going, sugars. The second week going, my, my boo is over here watching me now. Yeah, I got a boo, y'all. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, um, now you got me distracted. <laughs> no, no, it's a good distraction. It's a good distraction. I'll be able to run. I'll be able to bring this back in just a second. So, the first week goes by for Keyshawn Johnson missing, and I don't really realize it. Come this thinking, my pops possibly vacation or something of that nature. And then, the second week goes by. And when the second week goes by, is when you start hearing, you start, I started hearing kudos being given to Alan Hahn for the monster shift that he's been pulling, right? Not even so much the monster shift that he's been pulling, but the adjustment in, 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 in his shift versus the regular time he may be used to going on. I'm hearing the Alan Horn... What's going on? I'm hearing the Alan Horn kudos. And it's still not registering to me that there's something bigger that may be possibly going on. Because, obviously, what was going on was so personal that this wasn't just radio talk or regular talk that they wanted to bring up during the air during sports talk. It was way more person that they would rather keep it on the wraps until the individual that's going through it decides to fully start talking about it or bring it up. 
third week goes by. And then, you know, and then words start to slip. You know, Keyshawn Johnson's, you know, uh, as he as, as he as he manages his his issue, go through his event with a lot. And then and then it starts to come clear that Alan Horn isn't just covering for Keyshawn Johnson for like some vacation. Alan Horn is covering for Keyshawn Johnson because something dramatic, something tragic has happened in Keyshawn Johnson's life. And granted, whatever it is, it's, it's been it's been really good at being kept on the wraps because it hasn't made national sports news. It hasn't made it hasn't made mainstream media news. It's been well it's been well you know kept on the wraps. You know, it's been very well hidden, I should say. You know, the hush-hush has been putting on it. Ha. Huh. As I've seen a skit from uh, from the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin show um, where we see Alan Horn and J. Will on the, on the screen. So now when we get to, like, the third week, what's going on, Nat? Welcome to the podcast. What's going on? What's going on, Shader? Welcome to the podcast. What's going on, McGurr? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you all for joining so now, like week three, week four is, is is somewhere around there, and now my curiosity is really starting to pick up. Like, what the fuck is going on with Keyshawn Johnson that now has him out for a whole month? So then I look it up, and I realize that Keyshawn Johnson has been away from TV for a whole entire month. Because his oldest daughter just died. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Cool. I get it. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Go ahead and take your time, B. And that was a couple weeks ago, right? And I've been holding on to this information because... Once again, it's not... If... This hasn't made anybody else's news. This really isn't my news either. The portion of it that really brought me to the point where I'm bringing it up today is that every week that I don't see Keyshawn Johnson back, it lets me realize that that he's just still going through the grieving process. And he hasn't gotten to that point where... because y'all, And I'm making an assumption that six weeks in, that the that the body would have been buried, you know what I mean. That everybody would have had a chance to do a funeral awake, and and everybody would have had a chance to do whatever whatever public mourning events that you're gonna do. So I'm I'm assuming all that is done, and even after all that is done, you could like you see like damn, he hasn't stopped the grieving. And now every week that he's gone, like my heart breaks a little bit for him because in every week that he's gone, it just makes me realize that damn. Like, and obviously, I, I can't say I get it. I don't have no kids. But he just lost his daughter. So so I get it. You'll take as much time as you need be. But for every time I don't see him on television, it's just another reality check. Like, damn, this dude is going through it. Like, damn, this dude is going through it. And it's a little bit different, right? Because there's somebody else that that is kind of going through this too. And we talk about him all the time. We give them all kinds of passes and exceptions. And that's called Anthony Towns. Going to the towns, you guys remember the Minnesota Power Four, the Minnesota Center, Power Four slash Center, they end up losing his mother during COVID and about five other family members. And everyone, even when you interview him, 
uh, it's just always some way, shape, or form that he comes back. Like you know, honestly, none of this matters. I'm just doing my job. Like I, I like I'm heartbroken right now. I, I my mother died, and I'm hearing his words in my mind as I'm thinking about Keyshawn Johnson, and oh, and not really, and not really even like to thinking to myself, oh, I want him back, or when he's gonna get back. But just thinking like, damn, when he's gonna get back? When is he gonna mentally? be able to get back to normal, to be able to continue to get back on television. Because I'm pretty sure, like, he's he's probably going through the portions where, like, he's still grieving at times, and every time his mind wanders, he's probably, like, just, just, just choking the fuck up. Now, in in the past, we've seen this scenario play out with different athletes and, and, and different individuals, right, even in media, and you see them come back very immediately, right, or very, or very shortly after. And, and they come back because they need the work or the work helps with their mind wandering and their mind not being able to reflect back on the individual that they may have lost. Well, when it comes to Keyshawn, you can see that that shit is not happening. That for him, he's like, it don't matter if I work. Like, I can't do that shit right now. My mind is not right. And to be honest with you, we're, and do, bring it back to Corn Anthony Town, we're seeing Corn Anthony Towns go through this, and his mind isn't right. It's just that he's at a job that pays him $31 million a fucking year. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, shit, like, I guess I need to come, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, I've said this before, and I'll say this again, not for nothing. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Inside joke happened there. Not for nothing. If I was the owner of that team, I would say this again and again and again. I would allow Carl Anthony Towns to take two years off paid. <laughs> like, seriously. And see, but also, while I'm doing that paid, one, I'm not caring about the salary cap hit. But also, two... I'm going to the league and see if I can get that medical relief package for him, though. Where you could get, where you could still sign a player for seventy-five percent of 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 what his previous, what his contract was. At least get something back in return. That way, you could at least hire hire a guy around like twenty-one million dollars or so, and still get something, and still get something, you know, returnable and you know, returnable back. But yeah, like it, it is heartbreaking. Like all of them, Carl Anthony Towns, Keyshawn Johnson, DMX, Jason Nichols. Like, it's, it's always sad when, when I'm thinking about what's going on with all of them. It's so funny because they're all different sadness, right? Because some of them are personal and some of them are individuals that we've never even met a day in my life. But, yo, I feels for you. Now, it's never easy to transition from something like that to where I want to go to next. But all I can say is as much as I feel for them, I also, I also very much feel for my New York Knicks. Can I get that flame of fame, please? The New York Knicks, you know we got that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. You know we stay with that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. So let's go ahead and switch the vibe up. Let's get that energy up, right? You know what I mean? Let, let, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and let's go ahead and flip the room around. Go ahead and flip the room around. We're going to need some different feng shui. Okay, I'm going to talk to you from the side right now because I don't even think you guys understand. Actually, no, let me talk to you from this side so that you guys can see me over here. I don't, I don't need you guys seeing my back. You can get my back, but not, but not you guys, not you guys. All right, so... The New York Knicks, as it currently stands, are 25 and 25. Again, 500 team. 
16th in the league. Right about half. 7th in the conference. And 3rd in the division. <laughs> Forgot to do something, but it's okay. It's okay. That's why we got room here. There are 22 games left in the season. New York Knicks are a perfect 25 and 25 for 50, 50 games in. 22 games left in the season. And I took the and I took the liberty of doing what I've been doing all year long, and that's breaking down the Knicks and looking at the games ahead and seeing what their record is possibly going to be. Now I haven't done this for some time now, because remember, I had projected them out to the. Until the halfway point of the season. Had them in 19 and 18, possibly. And that's exactly what they finished at. Am I a fucking soupsayer? Yes, I am, but I don't know. What happened next now is that I, I get them some time to breathe. And now we're at the 50 game mark. And I'm like, you know what? Here are the Knicks. Had a perfect 500. Basically, the record is 0 and 0. With 22 games left, let's see what the Knicks are going to do. So I went down and I looked down the list. And I went down to some of the possibilities, and I gave them some L's against some teams I possibly thought they'll beat. But I'm like, you know, they'll probably end up losing those games. I didn't really give them any fabricated W's. I was like, nah. I'm like, listen, I didn't really give them a W against anybody that I haven't seen them beat before. And I'm going through this and going through it, going through it. I'm like, you know what? Shit. Next is going to be 11 11 with 22 games left. I'm like, scratch that. That can't be right. That can't be right. That can't be right. Let's go ahead and, and let's redo this. Now let's go ahead and give them. You know what I mean? The W's against these against some of these other teams. And, and let's break this down a little bit further. I come back again, you know, Fandag in a different way like I was playing with a motherfucking... What is that? What is that, what is that cube? Like, Rubik's Cube? Like I was playing with a motherfucking Rubik's Cube. Came back again and BAM! 11 and 11. Ah, nah, nah, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Something gotta be wrong. There's no way. Cause I, mean, I didn't even give like the same W's and the same L's in the same place, but that's why I had them the first time and I had the last time. So I'm like, hey, fuck, we gotta run this back again. Go play with the Rubik's Cube again, start running through the numbers, different colors, put them on red, all the reds, and white, all the whites, and the greens, and the greens, and the blues, and the blues. Next, you know, I come back again, bam! 11 11, fuck it, I'm done. This happened the last time. What's going on, Mark? Welcome to the podcast. I see you in the chat room. Do I have to say it again? Because I, I see you participate in the chat room, but I don't see you in the actual podcast room. And was it not you that had just said to me, the last time I mentioned this to you is why you started coming out every Monday. Well, this is a Monday. Oh, where, oh, where has Mark 21 gone? Oh, where, oh, where can he be? I know it's not after 9 o'clock, so he's not saluting all everybody that has been shot by or affected by COVID-19. <laughs> okay, let me get back. Let me get back into my next talk, my next talk. Let me get back into my next talk, my next talk, my next talk. So I I, I, I try to look at any any kind of possible way that I can, and I, it just, I, I couldn't come up with anything but 11 and 11. So the Knicks are possibly going to finish with a 500 record, most likely. And, and we've kind of been saying this. Give or take three games, whether plus or minus. I don't even think it's going to be that. I think the Knicks are really going to be a 500 team. And if you're a 500 team, the Knicks may get lucky. They may get lucky if they're a 500 team to not have to play the playing game. At a 500 record, they may be able to get that 6 seed. Oh, I see money on the table. But most likely, they're probably going to have the, the spot that they have now, which is the 7 seed. Which is a playing game. 
which means that if they really wanted to, all they had to do was win one. You beat that eight seed that first time, and it's a wrap. But if not, then you'll have to lose to that eight seed, but then beat whoever's coming up for that nine seed to get that eight seed. But you do get two chances to lose before you're out of it. But let's not worry about those. But knowing the Knicks, what they're going to do, win one and lose one. Let's hope they win that first one don't have to play the second one. Because if they lose the first one, they're going to win the second one. They're 500 teams. This is what they do. This is what they do. They do what they do. <laughs> now, the Knicks recently just played the Detroit Pistons, which helped the New York Knicks come up with a three-game losing streak. A three-game losing streak that I can tell you may have been more frustrating than any three games that they have lost this whole entire motherfucking season. Like, I, 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 I'm glitching again. <laughs> I, 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 this was the, to me, the worst three-game losing streak. And they've had multiple three-game losing streaks this season. But this had to be the worst of it. And, again, some things you can understand and some things you can't. Miami, you, you were up on them. Actually, you were up on every single team. Until you weren't. But then again, this is what happened when you're 500 team. The way that I am looking at them, and like the way I'm looking at the way they should have beat Minnesota, because I thought Minnesota, well, Minnesota is the worst team in the league, is the way Miami are looking at the Knicks. Like, yo, we should beat the Knicks. We don't care if the Knicks get up by 10. We should come back and win. Like, you're a Knicks fan. You don't care if the Minnesota Timberwolves um, go up by 10. You should come back and win. You think we're this good by now. So even if you are up by 10 against Miami, you still think you should hold the line. Hold the goddamn line. But no, they don't do that. They lose, but when you're up against Minnesota, you definitely expect when you're up on Minnesota, the worst motherfucking team in the league, that you don't blow a 17-point lead. That's what you do. Or that's what you used to do, Knicks. Against teams like Miami, against teams like Philly, against teams like Milwaukee, against teams like Boston. But no, you're beating those teams this year. I don't know about Miami so far. And what's even worse, the Miami Heat was coming off a six-game losing streak, B. Six! El Diablo! Six! And you let your guard down? Like, Knicks. And, and, and I know I said I was going to be in a happy place right now, all right? But but you understand, I have to let you guys know again. I have to re this. My tea? Yeah, that definitely was my tea, but pardon me. I'm taking a little... Take a little session, because as you guys know, I, 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 am, I am an alumni of the Nate Dog School of Medicine, and the Nate Dog School of Medicine has one motto and one motto alone, and that is to... Smoke weed every day! And if you do not, then... That's when you actually have to pay your tithes to the school, and I'd rather not have to pay those tithes. So I smoke weed every day for school purposes. And again, yo, on New York City, on Passion Marijuana recreationally now, but everybody in the city can smoke weed every day. I can't wait till Florida passes it because if you thought I was smoking every day, now you really got to see me smoke weed every day. Know what I mean? Mark, call up already. Well, or whoever's out there. So, 
New York Knicks gonna get a bounce back victory, right? Against the Detroit Pistons. And they did with the Pistons what you what you hoped it was gonna do with the Pistons. And that was beat the brakes off of them. And you were hoping you was gonna see them beat the brakes off of them as a Knicks fan, because you were hoping after those three losses, right? They got a little break, and you were hoping that Tom Thibodeau broke his foot up in their asses. Trained them. You know what I mean? Run them through drills. You know what I mean? Send, send them little poop emojis. Like, yo, this is how you play. This is how you play. Poop, poop, poop. Poop, poop, poop. Poop, poop, poop. Just really hit them where it hurts. I don't know how you how you get to this new generation. I figure you send them poop emojis and it sends them crying. Right? Because <laughs> if he did do that, it showed. And Tom Thibodeau is the kind of coach that we expect him to do that kind of to do those sort of things after bad losses. The first break that the time that the Knicks get, and he gets to spend time with them. You expect him to do that to them. You expect him to drag them through the mud. You expect them to basically, in layman terms, hold them accountable for their poor behavior. Because we do not reward bad behavior. Not not for the Knicks. Not in this goddamn household. Do you hear me, Munchkin? I'm sorry. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> So the Knicks jumped out on the Detroit Pistons like very early. When I say jumped out on the Pistons, they completely jumped out on the Pistons early. So much so that the New York Knicks were up 41 to 15 in the first quarter, folks. New York Knicks have I think they've owned, I, I think this may be the third time that they've scored 40 points in a quarter in the last two decades. Two of them coming this year. One of them I think coming with Mellow played. So, that first quarter was so crucial because that first quarter told us how serious they were they, they were coming out to take Detroit, that you can see that they weren't going to take this team for granted, they weren't going to play down to their level, they weren't going to sleep on them, they weren't going to let they, they weren't gonna let their foot off the pedal, they were coming in there to make a statement. They were coming in and it's like, coach, please, we don't want to watch, we don't want to run any more suicide drills and we don't want any more bicycle positions. That don't know. Right? We don't want to do any more of those. So, so they came with the W. So much so, Julius Randle himself, Julius Randle himself outscored. You know, you see where I'm going with this. He outscored the Detroit Pistons himself in the first quarter. He put up 20 points deep in the first quarter on 8 of 11 shooting, I believe. And the Detroit Pistons as a team only came away with 15 points. Now, again, this is one of those times that it would be a complete team effort, and you're happy to see that, right? You're happy to see everybody use the Detroit Pistons to get back to get back into the in, into their groove. Just like how people used to use the New York Knicks to get back into the groove. Hey, look like what the man that's look like that, that's exactly what it looked like to Miami Heat did. That they used the New York Knicks to get into their groove. So, Mark, another Monday? Because you know you said like from now on, you know, Mondays. I'm here. Got you. I don't see you. But I see you. Alright, we playing peekaboo? Like, peekaboo! Peekaboo! <laughs> Oh shit! So everybody had a contributing factor. Julius Randle obviously led all scores for the New York Knicks with 29 points. Yep, folks. 
Only nine points over the next three quarters. But he didn't have to score anymore. He really didn't. Reggie Bullock put up 22 points. Um, with, with, with Julius Randle's 29 points, he had eight rebounds and three assists. Now, this is actually funny that the point that, that he had 20 points in the first quarter and, and nine points for the rest of the game, but he didn't average his double-double like he normally does. It would have been pretty neat to see him put up, put up his double-double here. Listen, Julius Randle is my MVP candidate, right? Candidate, candidate, candidate. Not vote, candidate. He's my number two on the list. My number one for MVP. Dame time. All day long. But let's get back to these New York Knicks. As I said, Julius Randle led all Knicks players with 29 points. Behind him, you'll see Reggie Bullock with 22 points as he was 6 for 10 from 3-point range. 8 for 12 shooting for the remainder of the night. He would add 5 rebounds in with that plus 27 in the plus-minus column. Also behind him, and and, I, and this leading scorer would actually be R.J. Barrett. Folks, R.J. Barrett had an efficient game, just didn't shoot a lot. 5 for 7 from the field, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Or, I'm sorry, no rebounds, four assists, two steals. <laughs> also, and a block as well, plus 23 on the plus-minus as well. Um, the, the biggest plus-minus um, out of all of them came from Reggie Bullock. Leading scorer off the bench was one Emmanuel quickly with 12 points coming off the bench on his three for six shooting, five for five from the 33 line, and one for two from three point five from the three point range. Also, adding points will be Taj Gibson will get a double digit points with his 11 with his 11 points. You would even see Kevin Knox start to cook a little bit as he made as he made nine points on his three for three shooting from deep. That is, this is why Kevin Knox is kind of on the team because I'm not gonna lie, when you when you do play Kevin Knox, he still have these flashes of, of a guy that can hit hit an open three and the ball is swung to him. I still see him playing defense. Like I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe he don't have enough dog in him or something like that. But I still see a use for Kevin Knox. I don't. It, maybe it's just me. I see a use for Kevin Knox. And and like I said, there wasn't there wasn't too many players that would, that would give us any 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 um, significant points off the bench. Derrick Rose only had seven points off the bench in 21 minutes. But again, Derrick Rose. More of a pace changer than anything else. Alfred Payton, he would add a meaningless 11 points. He would get 11 points on 12 shots, folks. Alfred Payton, once again, proven to basketball aficionados everywhere that he does not belong on a team or in a starting lineup at that person, at least at that. Alfred Payton, I don't care what the fuck he does, I will keep saying this again. He holds your, he holds your offense hostage. I don't give a fuck if he puts up 40 points. I guarantee you he would have held your offense hostage with those 40 points. Alfred Payne, 11 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. 2 steals, 1 block, 1 turnover. He, um, he had 3 personal fouls and his plus minus was 22. There you go. Does anybody hear about Alfred Payne? Because I'm not really care about Alfred Payne right now. What I actually do care about is tonight. Is tonight? Is tonight? Is tonight? I may actually, I, I may actually go meet up with, 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 with the 21 mark salute, right? And see if he wants to watch this game. Because it's going to be the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets versus the New York Knicks, folks. And it's actually kind of odd. Because the New York Knicks are going to be almost fully staffed. Minus uh, Mitchell Robinson. And the Brooklyn Nets, they won't have their three top guns. I don't want to call it their big three. But their three top guns, right? Or three of their top guns, right? Three of their five guys, you know? <laughs> um, 
They're not gonna have Kyrie Irving possibly tonight because he um is a because it's a back to back and Kyrie Irving doesn't like to play back to backs. James Harden is out with the hammy. You have Kevin Durant out with the hammy. And obviously there's still no Spencer Dimwitty. There we go. So if I'm the Knicks and I'm looking at this game, if I'm the Knicks, did I just hear somebody? I feel like somebody is just now popping to the podcast. So you're telling me there's a chance? No, I'm hearing shit. There's a chance that the Knicks could win this game. Now, do I have the Knicks winning this game? No. When I did my 11 and 11, I don't have the Knicks winning this game. When I redid it and I redid the Rubik's Cube and I redid the Rubik's Cube and I did it, I didn't put it in there. I guess that's why he used to be like, after they eat my pudding, they'd be like, stop picking on Bill. <laughs> Slick Willie is what they know him as. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was completely inappropriate, but I think the time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ask me for my prediction, I'm going to I'm going to stick going on a limb. I don't know how much of a limb this is, but I'm going to say that the, that the New York Knicks are going to beat the Brooklyn Nets tonight. And that is only because the Brooklyn Nets are going to be show start staff that they may not be able to keep up. But let's not forget... They got that TWD guy, right? If I'm not mistaken. They still got LaMarcus Aldridge. They still got Blake Griffin. They still got um, DeAndre Jordan. That's still technically, technically, on talent, by name, or by name, more talent than the New York Knicks has. So we're going to see who comes up with this game on top, but I'm telling you everybody right now, you can call it my Knicks fandom. Listen, you understand, like, my number two team is Brooklyn, though. Like... It's still like I still got love for Brooklyn, and if I thought it was a sensible time that Brooklyn that Brooklyn may beat the Knicks, I probably would call it so. But I also have told you guys that never would I ever pull the Brooklyn Knicks, the um the Brooklyn Nets over the New York Knicks if I ever had to get a, um ever had to, to pick these two in a rooted interest. So I could just automatically have that roadblock put up, and I don't even realize it. But I'm going with the Knicks here. Now, let's switch something up a little bit, right? Because I know I didn't do this at the top of the show. But I, but I, I definitely did want to make sure that I get this in here for you guys. Because, you know, I... Yeah, it's your birthday. You said it's your birthday. Check it, check it. Check it, check it. Yeah, so we have our birthday wishes to go. I know we didn't do this at the top of the show, so I think it's a nice, perfect time to go ahead and sneak in those birthday wishes. So over, um, over the... Oh, let me wish everybody a happy Easter. I forgot that just passed as well. So over the Easter weekend, we had a couple of birthdays that just passed. I have a, a birthday... A birthday wish to go to... There you go. That's... To Ashley Alt. Like... And I'm kind of, and I'm kind of upset with me that it's funny that I wished her, I wished her fake account happy birthday on Friday. I'm wishing her a birthday again today on the podcast officially, but I completely forgot to call her for a birthday yesterday. Yeah, I'm that kind of special asshole. 
Like, I, I, and I didn't even mean to. Like, I was gonna call in the morning, and, and then, like, next thing you know, I'm making breakfast, running to the store. Then I started working, and fucking, you know what I mean? And then, and then fucking work was kind of disappointing. Shit was kind of slow. And then I ran into the, I ran into the fellas, and it was half the hour. And next thing you know, like, like I'm drunk, getting my dick up. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> so. And, or even send a text to wish her happy birthday. But I just tagged her in the comments here. And hopefully, like, she'll hear all the stuff. And I also got her. Also, I, 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 didn't, I, was, I didn't get a chance to get her book her, her, her gift. But y'all have to lie. I should have just, I should have just ordered it online on Amazon. And just have it go straight to the house. But I was trying to do some local shit. I was trying to, like, shop at one of my local vendors. And see if they could have it. Went, 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 walked all through the swap shop. Couldn't find that shit. But, don't worry. Actually, y'all, you still have your birthday present coming. So, again, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Yeah. Check, check. Also, we have a birthday to to Eddie Zapata. Now, if, Eddie, if I remember Eddie Zapata correctly, Eddie Zapata um, used to go, um, um, it was a, um, also had a rap album as well. If I'm thinking this is the right guy, and his rap name was Presidential? Or Presidential? I think, I think that's him. I think that's him, if I'm not mistaken. So I want to so we just go ahead and wish him a big happy birthday. Also, I want to wish happy birthday to a friend of mine. So I feel like a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. So like a friend by 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 way of another friend, but 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 this person is such a close person of, of that friend. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, but so that's the Rand, Rand, Randy Randy Poppin, right? Who's who's a friend of of, of a of a uh, let's see, she's a friend of an Air Force friend, buddy of mine. But this Air Force buddy of mine, I didn't, I didn't meet when they were in the Air Force. I met them back when we were in both in high school, and this has been her best friend ever since then. Randy Poppy. Also, I want to wish happy birthday. I got a lot of them. Come on, it's Monday. It's Monday. What am I saying? What am I say? To Jim Barcelona. All right? Now, uh, Jim Barcelona, you guys may know him best for being a writer with the Miami Herald. I know Jim Barcelona from being at all the wrestling events that are around the local market. Because Jim Barcelona, one of the things that he does, that he, that he is, is a wrestling fan, and he likes to go around to all of the local wrestling events, and, and he makes his little comments, and he still blogs about that stuff, right? Um, Jim Barcelona, Jim Barcelona, something else that interesting about him, something else interesting about him, but if I can't remember. Like I said, definitely remember him from being at, being at all of the wrestling events. Um, I'm trying to remember he's, if he's also a collector of wrestling figures. Nothing else I can remember about Jim Barcelona. Oh, like, always at, at the local wrestling event, so you can always catch him there. And he's also one of the former writers from the um, from the Miami Herald. Um, and I and I met him outside of I met him outside of a wrestling event actually. I met him at a bar, but he was hanging out with some people from the CCW, from the, the Coastal shoot 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 Coastal Championship Wrestling CCW. I mean that's what I think that's what it stands for. Championship Coastal Wrestling. One out of the two. Um, and I met him at a ball with when he was one of my friends, um, um, Eric Efron. I think you guys heard me talking talk about Eric Efron last week. I'm one of the guys that cut some of the best um, promos in the business. So that's how I actually met Jim Barcelona. And when I say met him, now I guess I'm talking about I guess met him on a personal level where he was actually able to physically talk, shake hands, and stuff like that. So now that every time I see him at a wrestling event, we recognize each other and now we're able to have regular conversations like long lost friends and haven't seen each other in, in the wind. You know, or passing in the wind kind of shit. I don't, I don't, yeah, I still like how that sounds. So, so big birthday shout out to Jim Barcelo. We want to give you a birthday shout out because once again, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Okay, also, yeah, check it, check it, check it. 
Um, also, I want to say happy birthday to Jessica Gray. Jessica Gray happens to be... Uh, actually, I have two X's in this category. That's actually all in Jessica Gray. <laughs> it's her birthday today. Okay, so it's actually all birthday on the 4th. But, but for Eddie and Randy and for Jim and now Jessica, it's their birthdays today. So I want to wish, wish happy birthday to Jessica Gray as well. Let's go ahead and... Let's go again, these people, their happy birthday. Shout out. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Happy birthday. Right, who else do we have? Who else do we have there? I told you what we see. We have we had Jim, Randy, we got Jessica's birthday today, and also, and also, and also, the, spe- the, the most special one of them all. The most special one of them all. I know you guys never hear me really talk about her, but the most special one of them all is my sister. My sister Andrea Taylor it has a birthday today, and I want to wish you a very, very big special um, birthday, um, big sis. I actually gotta make sure I call you today. I'm definitely gonna make sure I call, I give you that call today, sis. I, I, I you know so funny because you've been popping, you guys have been popping in my head lately. I've been saying to myself, I need, I need to catch up with Taylor. And, and 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 link up with you guys um, at some point in time. Also, as I'm saying this, I just, I just reminded myself that Taylor told me some time ago that she's moving. So I definitely want to catch her. Maybe we just catch a drink or something before we leave. So yeah, I gotta make sure I set that up. I gotta definitely get that set up. But yeah, I wanna say a birthday to my big sis, Andrea Taylor. Now, I know you often seem to seem to assume that I am the first individual to join the military in my family. No, my sister is actually Andrew Taylor. She actually joined the reserve before that. It just hadn't registered to me when I joined the military. To be honest with you, right? Like, like I, I forget these things. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the best rememberer of, of, of facts sometimes. You know, like shit slips my mind. Like, I, I got I got a short term memory. That wait, what was I saying again? Exactly. Like. That is like that sometimes. So, Ashley, Eddie, Randy, Jim, Jessica, and Andrea want to say happy birthday to all you guys. Uh, party hard, enjoy everything, regret nothing, continue to catch these with another society because it said it's your birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. All right. Now that we got all of our birthday wishes out of the way, let's go ahead and give out. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about a couple of things that that is about to happen, right? We have, we have, we have, we have. We want to say congratulations, 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 right? And you know how we like to do that here on the podcast. We want to stay in the in the in the in the celebratory phases, right? Let's 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 continue to stay celebratory and congratulate. The Stanford women, the number one seed in the nation, taking on the Ari- taking on Arizona, the number three seed in the nation, right? And defeating them 54 to 53. That came down to its last shot as Stanford secures itself a national championship. And God knows how long can we get some fireworks, please. And you know what? 
I've been. I, I think I'm gonna reserve doing the updates on Deshaun Watson to every Monday. So the update on the Deshaun Watson um, saga is that the lawsuits that he has now is gone up to 22 lawsuits, folks. 22 lawsuits of 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 either sexual harassment or indecent exposure to multiple massage therapist. And man, right now, I wish the fellows was in here for this conversation now. Because speaking of multiple massage therapists, and this isn't, on my, this isn't on my paper, so I'm glad I'm derailing here, to be honest with you. I'm glad I remembered as we're talking about massage therapists. Because, guys, guys, we know how this looks, and I'm not talking about Deshaun Watson's case anymore. Right? But... Over the weekend, we happened, I don't know if you guys saw this, but we, I happened to catch Paul Pierce's Instagram. Yes, guys, former Boston Celtic legend, Paul Pierce. And in his Instagram, he was getting a massage. Yes, folks, a nice, good, deep back rub. During this massage, as he's sitting in the chair, in the same facility, is a chick dressed exactly like the chick that's giving him a massage. There's absolutely nothing, damn near. String, you know what I mean? String, bikinis, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Underwear, blah, blah, blah. Little tops. All of them are baddies. Let's not, let's not act like they're not all baddies. They're all baddies. Paddies. But the other ones on the floor are out there twerking and just shaking their ass the whole entire time. Not even seeing it. All you're seeing is just shaking their ass. Just ass shaking. Just shaking the ass, 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 shaking the ass. That's all you saw. And. It made me wonder at that moment if any of the masseuse that are filing these complaints against Deshaun Watson, how many of them were of that personal variety? How many of them were licensed massage therapists? Or how many of them are on the books at one of your local strip clubs or escort services? Something that the team likes to provide for their um, for their players to kind of keep them a little subdued. So as these cases continue to come out, let's not act like listen. If the if the now, because I'm back to the Sean Watson case. If the lawyer that's representing them happens to be the lawyer that lives two houses down from the owner and is his own personal friend, and let's not act like Texas is not one of the slowest states to become progressive with a lot of things, right? Let's not act like. 
the team may not have provided some of these individuals that are following this this this, this suit. Let's not act like the team didn't possibly even know about it. Let's not act like let's not but let's not act like the team or Texas has been known for treating women fairly that comes across their organizations. We, and, I, and I don't know I know it's not so much the Houston Texans that were involved in this, but weren't just within the last three years the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders started a whole a whole big ass fucking suit against basically against the league for some of the treatment that has that has been going on behind the scenes and what some of these cheerleaders are expected to do during corporate events and to players. So I'm not gonna say that Deshaun Watson is out of the wrong. I'm just saying that the team may have provided an environment that may have made Deshaun Watson think that it's okay to whip my dick out and present it to individuals that are ready to receive it or please it. I would not, and and that's all I'm saying about that is that let's not. I would not be surprised if the team provided a lot of the individuals that are that provided a lot of individuals for services, um, um, for um, no for services to their players, and we kind of know, and even though we're not, I'm not saying anything that these things are good things or bad things. You know what I mean? Like most of these things, like most of these things, like I'm kind of disgusted by my my damn self at, at this point in time in my life. Like you know what I mean? Some shit ain't cute anymore. Right, but let's not act like that. This is not might be some some of the things that's going on that these teams are providing. Remember, they're still a good old boys club, and a lot of these owners think they're way more. Like you think players think they're untouchable, owners know they're untouchable. The only time we've ever heard of an owner really being punished, and that's and, and that's the goddamn Sterling guy from the Clippers. Shit, basically, from what I'm seeing is that, and, and I can't say this, and I, and I won't say, and I, I actually won't say that. But Deshaun Watson and Robert Kraft, the owner of the of the New England Patriots, are kind of riding on the same river. Not in the same boat, but they're definitely in the same river. Let's just let's see how both of these guys end up coming up again on shore. We kind of see what happened to Robert Kraft. Nothing. Right now, Deshaun Watson's trade value has completely Erased. It has, it has completely diminished. It's completely evaporated. It's gone. There is no trade value for Deshaun Watson. No team wants him. So something like that, they can't even trade now. Now no team wants him. And if this was their plan, then you know what? Good for you, Houston. Now he still doesn't want to play for you. Then what? Now now you can't get no more than a fifth round pick, sixth round pick, fourth round pick, compensated pick, third round pick. You tell me where we go from here on out. But once again, sometimes petty has no end game. Petty is really just fuck you. I don't even give a fuck if it, even if it, even if it affects me. But that's still out there. Everyone to keep that out there because that just came across the wire. 
His um, Deshaun Watson suitcase is now up to 22. It was at 21 the last time we talked about this. Oh, we spoke about this sometime last week. So we already we already congratulated the Stanford women on the beat in Arizona, 54 to 53, to go ahead and win their national championship. So let's go ahead and, 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 and get a little bit more into this celebratory manner, right? Because the Milwaukee Bucks, they, they've recently decided that they, they want to go ahead and bulk up a little bit. If you want to call that bulking up, I guess we could call that bucking up, right? <laughs> that's what that's what we're really good refer to. I'm referring to because they didn't really bulk anything. What they end up doing was re-signing Drew Holiday to a four-year, $160 million extension. And when I see this on the surface, I say, okay, cool. You've locked down your point guard, but what does this do for you? Basically, I'm like, yeah, like, he's all right, but he's not real. Like, I get what you're, I, like, I, I understand that you're, come, you're coming up to me with dollars, but what's this got to do with the price of the tea in China? And I know every move should not be judged on if this is a move to help you win a championship or not. But it kind of you kind of have to do that for some for some fan bases, some teams, and some organizations. And if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, this is actually something that you kind of have to do with them because you can't say like, oh, this is a nice piece of a piece when your star player comes and it goes. As long as my team is trying to win, then I will stay. If I don't feel like they are trying to win anymore, then I then I, I may have to find another place for me for um for, for me to go to. Like 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 this is your star. You understand? Like this is this is exactly exactly. And with more breaking news, North Carolina expected to name Hubert Davis as the head coach as they just lost Roy Williams. Okay, so 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 hey 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 hey. That's nothing to sneeze off of. <laughs> Former Knicks legend Uper Davis, as he's about to get a head the head coaching job in North Carolina, like definitely big up to him. You know, I mean, congratulations to him. And let's I just hope he does well and he continues. And and, and, I, and I'm really now rooting for him more as an, as a, as a as a former Knicks player than I am as well. Don't forget, folks, that the WNBA draft is just ten days away, April fifteenth, seven p.m. on ESPN. I'll be presented to you by State Farm. State Farm, need to hook your boy up. Right, so. What was I saying? So, when it so when it comes to back back to this Drew Holiday, um, signing, you kind of have to judge it with that because, first of all, you have to judge it from a point to say that, okay, I get where he may be a piece, but is he the piece that's gonna keep Giannis? And that's what you really have to ask because Milwaukee, this is for you. Right? So maybe to ask them if they're a contender may be unfair. But it's not, it may not be right, but it's still fair, I guess I should say. Or it may be unfair, but it's still right. Because the star of your team is kind of judging you guys if you can continue to be contenders, if he feels that like he can seriously contend for a championship with this team. And if that's not felt, he may not stay. And then what's gonna happen next? Drew Holiday is the selling point for your team. Drew Holiday is the piece that's going to help you continue to be contenders in the East? I don't know. I don't know. So let's hope that he is that piece that makes Giannis think that you're a contender. That makes Giannis believe in him. Because if he doesn't, then Giannis walks. Because Giannis is still a free agent. Now, speaking of free agents, right? In a sense. But I guess people going back and coming back into the game. 
Choose me. Yeah, it's about that time for me to cut the podcast. We have one Manny Pacquiao that's supposed to be a return to talk about um, Terrence Crawford. And I kind of get why Terrence Crawford wants this fight because he needs to get some fights against some of these bigger name people to, to continue to put him on a national stage. And I guess Pacquiao always needs the money because he doesn't get the kind of Mayweather kickback when he fights. I don't think anybody does but Mayweather. But with this fight, I'm not a. I don't think this is a. I'm not a fan of this fight. I feel like Pacquiao's gonna get embarrassed, destroyed, put to sleep, like pop out the smelling salt. Somebody called his mama because he saw the light and he may be going home. <laughs> Street lights, that is. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not quite sure how I feel about this. If this fight's continue to lead up, I think Manny Pacquiao is, is gonna get manhandled. He's no longer that dude. And Terrence Crawford is a fucking assassin. He's a calculated assassin. So while Benny Pacquiao may still have that punch count, right, to go up in his favor, I don't see I don't see it mattering against a guy like Terrence Crawford that I think is as, is, is as elusive as anybody that he has fought. And we'll see if he's as elusive as Mayweather. But also can kind of catch him sleeping as, as technical as anybody that he has fought. This is going to be a good fight. Not feeling the Manny Pacquiao W here. I think this is going to go to Terrence Crawford and we're going to continue to see this young man shine. Now, let's go ahead and get into the last topic of the day. Something I want to, I really want to get into um, before we leave, we leave the podcast. As, as, as we're going into some extra minutes, um, I was going into the, the end of this podcast real soon. Um, I just don't forget the national championship game for NCAA is going to be between Baylor and Gonzaga this, this week. Um, but as I was getting into that, the Tampa Bay Carolinas, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have a cornerback by the name of Carlton Davis that he said some shit recently that completely blew my mind. And it was funny that this just happened because we had just opened last week's show, or, or the last show, I should say, that we had, by saying that we have to stop this Asian hate. And it's not political, it's not anything else. Right, it's just that we had we had a public figure, right? I don't care what you feel about this public figure. I don't care what this public figure's title is. We had a public figure that affects a lot of people that came out and and, and continues called this the Asian virus or the Asian flu, right? And when he did that, he helped isolate a bunch of he helped isolate a bunch of people in this country because there was going to be a lot of ignorant people out there that couldn't tell the difference. You know what I mean? <laughs> that can't tell the difference either. Between simple things of what he's trying to say, like it's when when he says something a metaphor, like something is like or simile, something is like disinfectant for your body versus actually needing to swallow and drink bleach. You understand? But like I said, we've always had for for four years where we've had a president that was very loose and irresponsible with his tongue, from grabbing by the pussy to disinfect um to to disinfect your 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 insides, and even now a little right. I want to say, like, even now, where what he said about like with the Asian flu and now how Asians are being treated not only in this country but also a little bit around the world. Like I said, we just opened up the show. We just, just opened up the show. If only you had listened to the show, Carlton Davis. Well, well, Carlton Davis, what he ended up doing is that he ended up tweeting out. Um, I believe he said, 
they got to stop allowing gooks into Miami, right? And once again, I'm just, I'm just reading the information here. None of this information, none of this stuff is anything that I believe or any kind of stuff. So please bear with me. But him, him typing that. And it's funny too because when I first saw it, I saw the G and then I saw the dashes. And I'm trying to say, wait, wait, did he say what I think he said? So I searched some more, I searched some more, I searched some more, and damn right, he's put out there and he said, you know, you have to stop letting gooks into Miami. Now, here's where things become interesting. Because he came out and he said, listen, I was not, I, did, I didn't know the racial connotations that this, that this word had. This is a slang that we use down here in Miami to to talk about somebody that's lame uh, and something like that. And I was talking about a, a producer that had came down here and told me he was making Miami his own. And I was like, nah, we gotta stop making, um, we gotta stop letting groups into Miami. So he, so in his sense, he's saying that you should stop letting lame-ass people into Miami. But I had to search for that shit. I had to search for that shit. And then, so you know what I, so I thought, I saw, once I got that piece of information of how he was defining it, then I did what anybody that, that, that in from my era and even beyond has done at this point in time. I went to the Urban Dictionary and I looked it up. And no doubt in the Urban Dictionary, they have one of the in, one of the one of the definitions of it as somebody that is that is lame or or, or or not popular, and not for nothing. I'm down here in South Florida. I've never heard that before. So I don't know what part of Miami or when that came about, but... And also, he was also saying... Because he said it's from where he's from, right? But if you look, it's something that said in Florida. I don't know where he's from Florida. I, I don't know if he's ever lived in Florida, because what it says is that he's from Virginia. Chesapeake at that. He went to school in the Carolinas. I don't see shit about him being a resident of Florida. So, we're going to have to find out some more before we before we condemn um, Carlton Davis. But Carlton Davis right now, like, from what he said, things match up, right? Oh, he's in the urban dictionary, oh, la, 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 la. I just don't know if he's from Florida to, to know if that's part of his regular dialect. You know what I mean? Or, or like, seriously. Because I don't I don't know too many Florida people that I, that I know saying that. I know I've heard them say goon. Not the one with the K on the end. Goon. <laughs> so this is another tough one. We'll keep our eye on this one. We'll see how how this continues to plays out. We'll see if he has any ties to Florida to be able to use Florida slang. Because honestly, when I see that he's from is from Virginia, the Chesapeake area, and I got people in Virginia, Chesapeake area right now that I've already texted and they responded back to me. I know this isn't normal slang. So we gonna see. We gonna see. We gonna see. Carlton Davis, you may just be a motherfucking asshole, and listen. And I don't, I don't want to be premature and giving you the piece of poop award list, but let's let you know that you have found yourself as a as a as a finalist for it, which means that you may very well become one of the piece of poop award winners. And I want to thank you guys for all listening to the podcast. I am Talon Taylor. You're one of the, you're your host of this podcast. So appreciate you guys listening. Hope you continue to catch a wave that never subsides. Please like, listen, and share, and, and and do all that stuff that makes podcasts popular. You know, I always forget to ask, but please, please, hook, hook, hook your boy up. I love you guys. Holla. And, and can somebody please play my outro so I can stop rambling? Sorry, B. I tried. Try harder. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No, 
lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My teeth.